This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville says that President Joe Biden is not interested in working something out when it comes to the abortion issue within the Department of Defense. Tuberville has been protesting the DOD's new policy to help female service members get an abortion, and he's done so by holding up any DOD promotions that go through the Senate Armed Services Committee. Biden made a comment this past Thursday that he's willing to talk with Tuberville if Tuberville is willing to change his ridiculous position. Tuberville says that's a sign that Biden does not really want to sit down and work the problem out, but instead simply wants to argue. Tuberville maintains that the DOD is flouting federal law and the Constitution by enacting this policy without the consent or legislation coming from Congress. 1890 News has released an analysis of the way in which Republican leadership within the state Senate allowed for a lot of time to be wasted in this latest 2023 legislative session, despite the fact that Republicans hold a supermajority, which allows them to easily set the agenda. This waste of time resulted in serious bills not being passed under the auspices of running out of time on the schedule. Those bu- those bills involve school choice, parental rights, critical race theory, and a bill to prevent ballot harvesting. The time that was wasted was done by allowing two Democrat lawmakers to dominate the debate floor through filibuster and blocking the special schedule and demanding time be wasted by reading the entire bills out loud. The analysis shows that state lawmakers spent 72 hours in regular session. Of that time, State Senator Roger Smitherman dominated and controlled 33 hours of the time, and State Senator Bobby Singleton controlled 22, which is a total of 55 hours, leaving less than 20 for the rest. Republican leadership failed to take a vote of cloture that would move the bills forward for voting and out of filibuster. Former State Senator Rusty Glover talked about how cloture was used back in 2010 on a regular basis. He spoke with 1819 News Editor-in-Chief Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5 Automobile. It happened when we were in session. In fact, fact, when I was there, when we were in the minority, we would get up there and filibuster, and sometimes we wouldn't meet for an hour. Democrats just gave up and went home. But but it comes to a point where we where they really need to to, to, to pull out the cloture petition on Smitherman and, and and Singleton more often, especially on some of these bills that the the, the, the our constituents or their constituents are so uh, you know look forward to seeing passed and are so excited about, and then all of a sudden you get to the end of the session, it's gone. They ran out of time because it was they ran out the clock, and that's just that's just not good government. The search for a new director of the Houston County EMA has been narrowed down from 61 applicants to three. The Houston County Commission will consider Lee Martin, Mark Powell, and Dylan Ward for the position. The directorship was vacated this past June by Chris Judah, who resigned after he was first placed on administrative leave. That administrative leave was a result of criminal charges that were issued against two people who work within the EMA for computer tampering. Judah was placed on leave pending an investigation into how much knowledge he had of the employee misconduct. The Supreme Court of Alabama will be hearing a case that involves three families and embryos that they had stored at a mobile facility. The families say that a patient at the Mobile Infirmary gained access to the fertility clinic in that facility and then removed the embryos from the sub-zero freezer, which caused them to die. The attorneys for the families want compensation for the damages and say that even if the state does not recognize those embryos as children, 
The clients endured mental and emotional distress by the loss of the property. Lower court judges have dismissed this case, but it was appealed in 2022 to the Alabama Supreme Court, and the case will be considered this coming September. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. National news, a day after a summit in Lithuania with NATO members, President Joe Biden has issued an executive order that will send 3,000 select reserve U.S. forces to support Operation Atlantic Resolve over in Europe, which involves the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Army Lieutenant General Douglas Sims says this will show the U.S. commitment to defend NATO's eastern flank in Europe. The former acting director of national intelligence under the Trump administration, Richard Grinnell, was quick to tweet a response to Biden's recent decision, saying that only eight out of 31 nation countries are even paying their obligations to be part of that organization, while Germany and Canada are paying, but not their agreed-upon percentage. Grinnell says that Biden failed to press this issue while at the NATO summit, but instead activated Army Reserve to duty. Well, it could be cocaine, Rogaine, or Novocaine. It really doesn't matter what was found in the White House recently. The U.S. Secret Service has officially closed its investigation into who is responsible for the packet of drugs that was found last week in the West Wing, which is where the Oval Office is located, by the way. The Secret Service says the drugs were found in a blind spot that's not covered by security cameras, and there were no fingerprints and insufficient DNA found on the package. So finding a suspect from the hundreds who passed through the vestibule is not possible. The case is now closed. Following this disclosure from the Secret Service, Republican members of the House Oversight Committee say they view this as a failure of that agency. This week, the House Judiciary hearing with FBI Director Christopher Wray generated a lot of news stories. Also happening the day after was the House Oversight Committee in which they heard from the Inspector General from the Department of Defense about the agency's failure to pass the last five audits of how they're spending U.S. taxpayer money, Congresswoman Virginia Fox grilled the IG from the DOD. So you have a standard procurement system, but then you have an organization that works outside the standard procurement system. Is that what you're telling me? There are a number of other systems, logistics systems, financial systems. I was just speaking to the the system that uh, we use to write contracts. Okay, but I'm going to follow up on this with you, and I want a response on how you're telling me that the procurement system works, but we had a debacle where $500 million of taxpayer dollars were wasted when you're telling me that system works. Um, Mr. Mansfield, very quickly, do you know of a system that works? And it better be better than the one he just explained. Uh, Unfortunately, what I would say is that there are systems that are capable of working. The difficulty is whether or not the individuals who are using those systems are... So then fire them. Get rid of them if they can't do the job. It sounds to me you have a culture problem. Next week, there will be even more drama since two IRS whistleblowers will be on Capitol Hill to provide testimony to the House Oversight Committee about what they discovered regarding Hunter Biden and Biden family foreign deals. Chairman James Comer gave a bit of a preview of what this will look like in talking to Newsmax. America's going to get to see who Witness X is. And uh, I think that uh, both witnesses are going to have a wealth of information that they're going to be able to share with the House Oversight Committee. We have bank records. We have bank violations. We have very specific tax questions to ask these whistleblowers. And what we've learned from the transcript that they gave with the Ways and Means Committee, these two 
IRS employees knew a lot more than I would have ever dreamed about the Bidens and all the corruption uh, that's taken place with all the shell companies and the various different bank accounts. They didn't know about all the shell companies, Rob, because yeah. they were told to stand down by the Department of Justice, but they knew about at least a third of them. So we've got some very specific questions, and I think that America's going to get to see firsthand just how involved Joe Biden was in the family's uh, right. shenanigans and just how corrupt what the Bidens were doing was. Seven state attorney generals have sent a letter to Target CEO Brian Cornell about the company's LGBTQ clothing campaign that was aimed at children during the Pride Month this past June. The AGs are suggesting that fiduciary responsibilities and laws were violated surrounding the protection of children from sexual obscenity. They say that Target's promotion and sale of harmful products to minors interferes with parental rights in the matters of sex and gender identity. The AGs went on to detail the themes and messaging that was put on t-shirts and other products at Target that promoted lesbianism, drag queens, and transgender tuck-friendly features. The AGs also noted that Target sells merchandise from a designer who is an open Satan worshiper whose designs promote violence and include skulls, guillotines, pentagrams, Baphomet, and other satanic products. The AGs believe that Target has entered into the realm of promoting a particular social and political agenda beyond the legal authority of their board of directors, as well as their fiduciary responsibility to their stakeholders. And while we're on the topic of satanic, unfortunately, did you know that the highest paid staffer within Biden's White House is the monkeypox coordinator, Dimitri Daskalakis? He is openly satanic, along with homosexual. This past April in Las Vegas, Descalisis was at a biomedical conference to deliver a speech. He appeared with bondage gear and was escorted to the stage by two men wearing only bikini bottoms. This past June, in the loud and proud parade for LGBTQ members of the FBI, which also included FBI Director Christopher Wray, he attended that event, Daskalisis has multiple posts of himself wearing occultic symbols such as pentagrams. And now we're finding out from OpenTheBooks.com that he's the highest paid staffer with a salary of $260,000 a year, which isn't far below the president's salary and is above that of the White House special counsel. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 